Welcome to the Celebration Church Thomasville podcast. Join us this week as we revisit the series Unlimited, where Pastor Jimmy Bryson reminds us why we can trust God even when it doesn't make sense. He waited for the promise of God to be fulfilled. The last thing here, then he witnessed the fulfillment of God's promise. You ready? He welcomed the promise. He trusted God when it didn't make sense. He went, he dwelt there. 1 Kings 17, 6. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the, in the morning. Are y'all getting something out of this? The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Now, did God do what God said he was going to do? Now, don't read the next verse about the brook drying up. We'll be there next week. When the brook does dry up, if you're where God told you to be, you're in the will of God, so you're safe. Now, here's what I want you to see in that, in that verse. Two things, and then I want you to jot a couple things down. First of all, I want you to see that God is the God of enough. Okay? This is interesting. Now, you don't see this, so I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out, brothers and sisters. 1, 1 Kings 17, 4. Look in the verse before, verse 5. And it shall be that you shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Don't you circle that word feed. Don't you circle that word feed. The word feed there means to nourish, to supply, to sustain. It's the same word that's used in Psalm 55, verse 12. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. So the word feed, when he says, you go there, watch this, I'm going to feed you there. What he's saying is, there is where I will personally nourish you. There the ravens will command my voice, or they will, they will heed the command I give from my voice. There you will be nourished. There you will be supplied. There you will be sustained. That's what that word means. So then you, then you read down to 17.6, I believe it is, and that's what happened. Now, look back in 17.4 again. And it shall be, you shall drink of the brook. So he says, you're going to drink of the brook. Now look in 17.6. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank. So he says, you're going to drink, and he gets there, and guess what he did? He drank. Now watch this. That Hebrew word is awesome. You know what it means? It means to absorb. It means to soak up. We're almost done. It means to saturate. It means to imbibe. The same word is used in Psalm, 9, in Psalm 69, 12. Jot it down. We're not going to turn to it. In Psalm 69, 12, the same word is used for someone who is drunk. I'm not going to say y'all ever been drunk, but you ever been around somebody that is drunk? Because none of y'all ever have been drunk, okay? A person who is drunk is saturated with whatever they're putting in their body. You see what God's saying? You're going you're gonna to saturate. You're going to absorb. You're going to soak up. So here's what he says. I'm the God of enough. I'm going to feed you. In fact, I'm going to feed you twice a day. So maybe all those three meals a day people got it wrong, huh? Huh? I'm just wondering. Morning and evening. It's interesting. Apparently, God didn't send enough meat for leftovers. 
Apparently God sent enough meat to eat in the morning. And then God sent enough meat to eat in the afternoon or in the evening. And then the next morning, God sent meat to go from morning until evening. And then in the evening, he sent meat to last from evening. So y'all get what I'm saying? So apparently, watch this, God sent just enough. And what I want to remind you today is if you're a child of God, looking at the totality of the promises of God, you have a God of enough. He has promised as you follow him, he will meet all of your needs. You serve the God of enough. But you also serve the God of more than enough. Because he had enough meat and bread, but he had more than enough water to sustain him. He could just go imbibe himself on that water. He could absorb the water. He could saturate himself. You can see him doing that in the heat of the day, can't you? Can't you see him playing in that brute? The Bible doesn't say, but we know he was a human being. Can't you see him lapping up the water and playing in the water? And what God was teaching him is, you go to the brook and you stay there. I will show myself faithful. I am the God of enough and all that. I am the God of more than enough. And you and I as Americans, we experience the God of more than enough than other nations in the world, many nations. If we have food, food, shelter, and clothing, that is enough. Most of us have multiple vehicles. Many of you, maybe not the Bryson just yet, have your swimming pools. We've got our toys. We've got our jet skis. We've got our boats. We've got our motorcycles. We've got our guns. We've got our, what else have we got? We've got our soccer leagues. We've got our baseball leagues. We've got our, all those things. Watch this. That's more than enough. There are places in the world that don't experience that. So you and I, watch so what I'm saying is we serve the God of enough and the God of more than enough. So stop complaining, man. Y'all are driving us crazy. When you keep coming, aren't they? All those people that aren't here today, they're the ones. Hey, tell everybody, hey, listen to the man. Tell him, tell him now, listen to him. Y'all are driving us crazy. He's a God of enough and God of more than enough. Now here's how it happened. You ready? If you want to experience this God of enough and more than enough, number one, I'm just going to give them to you and we're going to be gone. And I'm not lying to you, okay? Number one, because <laughs> I have lied previously today in the service. Number one, I must believe that God has my best interest at heart and a purpose for me. That's the kicker. Elijah had to believe way down inside that God had Elijah's best interest at heart. And what I, what I think is, what, this is an observation, when I don't go to the brook, and when other believers don't go to the brook and I'm observing that, it's because we're not really convinced that God has our best interest at heart. And that God does have a purpose for us. So number one, I must believe that God has my best interest at heart or in mind. And then I, and I also believe he has a purpose. Number two, I must believe that God will fulfill his purpose in my life. Like I have to believe God has my best in mind. And I have to believe that God's going to fulfill that purpose. Number three, I must believe that God will fulfill his purpose in his timing and in his way. Because in Elijah's life, God fulfilled his purpose 
in God's timing and in God's way. So that's why we plant at the brook and we wait for God to work it out. The circumstances are changing and situations alter. We stay there and we wait it out, anticipating, because we believe God's going to do it His way and God's going to do it in His timing. And number four, number four, I must partner with God to see the fulfillment. I wish my man David Beckwith were here because he always has a coin. I got a coin I could borrow for a second. Literally a coin. Thank you, wife. I must partner with God to see the fulfillment of it. Thank you, baby. Ma'am? Penny? After all these years, you have a penny. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Penny saves a penny earned. I'll trade you a penny for a dime. Will that work? Okay. I almost said I always get the good end of the deal with you because like when I married you, I got the good end of the deal. Wouldn't that be awesome to say? <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't y'all look like that? Y'all married up too, every one of you? Every one of you married like way over your head? Okay. I hadn't shared this in two or three or four years. Coin has two sides, right? Head and a... Every football game starts with a coin toss until they figure out a way to guess numbers or something. I'll let it in, baby. Thank you. Here's, here's the way life works. God is a sovereign God. That means God's in charge. God's in control. So go ahead and take a deep breath and say, God, you're in control. I'm not. Now, we try to take the reins, but God's in control. I'm not. Now, watch this. The way this works, the, the way God's purpose works in our lives is like a coin with two sides. We're going to say heads represents the sovereignty of God, the in-chargeness of God, the in-controlness of God. Y'all see that, right? So it's the same coin. It's, it's the same value. So heads represents the sovereignty or the in-chargeness or controlness of God. The tails represent the responsibility of man. So here's the way it works in God's purpose in our lives in the Scripture and God's plan for our lives. God had a purpose in mind for Elijah. Watch this. God's, God's ultimate purpose was not the brook. It was Carmel and then beyond. You, you see that? So God, look, look up here. God had a purpose in mind. That was the sovereign purpose of God. So God gives Elijah a command. And Elijah did what God told him to do. So what Elijah did was, Elijah partnered with God. Elijah partnered with what God was doing. What we do is we get it cattywampus. We run off to the brook and we say, Hey God, come over to the brook and give me food. God, I'm going to go to the brook now. Come over here and send the raven. God, I'm at the brook now. And it's an awesome thing we're doing in the brook. And we want you to come over here and bless it. And that's not the way God usually works. The way God typically works is, hey, Jimmy, go to the brook. And I'm going to sustain you there. So when I go to the brook, I am accepting my human responsibility and now I am partnering with the sovereign creator of the universe for him. Listen, it's not all about me. 
for him to fulfill his purpose in my life because if I allow God to fulfill his purpose in my life, everybody I'm, a fa- everybody I'm related to, everybody I'm relationship with, everybody I come in contact with, that will affect them when I'm walking in the purpose of God. So, so I'm not talking about the purpose of God for selfish reasons. When I'm walking in the purpose of God and it's fulfilled in my life, y'all get blessed. And when you're fulfilling the purpose of God, everybody around you gets blessed. But it's a two-sided coin. The sovereignty of God married to the responsibility of man. Yes. And you do that, you're trusting God even when it don't make sense. You come back next week because you're going to find out when you get to that brook, guess what's going to happen eventually? That brook's probably going to dry up. And that doesn't mean God has forgotten you. God just sends you on the next assignment.